Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Rudy. Today is July 20. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Radio Nunti has been conducting Zoom calls from past 10 years. Zoom are in conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please, please raise your hand. And if you're a newcomer, put your camera on. Let our team know that you are a newcomer. When you let them know, please let them and everybody, okay? I'm just seeing you test. Don't send it to me, the camera one. Don't send it to me, okay? Please send it to the test one that you're a newcomer. Vijeta? Yeah. Hi, Rahul. This is Vijeta. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, Rahul, currently I'm on H4 EUD and mm-hmm. uh, I wanted, had a doubt about this 540 days extension. So my mm-hmm. husband's H1B has been extended for three more years and my mm-hmm. H4 EAD and H4 is expiring this September end. So mm-hmm. if I have to qualify for this 540 days, do my uh, I-94 need to be extended before I apply for my H4 EAD extension? Yes, yes. Okay. It has to be. So there are ways to extend it. You can go for stamping or you can go to Mexico and come back. Mm-hmm. And okay. it says 180 day, but uh, it's the same thing as you know they changed it after 180 days to 540 day. Okay, so please oh. follow the directions in this video. You'll be fine. If you still need any information, have a consultation with us. Okay, so you have shared any video or anything? I did. Okay. In the okay, okay. next person, please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anvi Jadav. Yes. Hi. Um. So I recently finished my citizenship interview, but because mm-hmm. I have a, so I did it in Houston, but because I have a Michigan driver's license, they told me that um, I would need to prove that I have a residence in Houston, um, which I do work here most of the time. I live at my parents' house though. So I don't have like any sort of like bill or anything like that to say. I just work remotely. Did you say you you live here or you work here, work here? I live here and I work here. Um, my job is just based in Michigan, so I am there often. And so I thought it would just be, I was thinking- How often there. do you go to Michigan? Um, like once a month, you know, we have like week-long like meetings and stuff, but most of the time- Okay, I, I want, for, so do you have mm-hmm. any traffic tickets in Houston? Do you have any, uh, do you have any um, parking tickets in Houston? I want you to note down the things, parking tickets, traffic mm-hmm. tickets, any mm-hmm. events that you have purchased, the credit card bills that shows that you paid for a bar, for a restaurant or anything like that. Pictures showing that you are in Houston, Texas. Also mm-hmm. your tickets that you're going once in a month and staying less time there, 
you mm. need to show that thing um yeah. and your w2 form does it show you are in texas or are in michigan um i'm not i'm not sure actually but i can check yeah mm-hmm. yeah you may want to check that one too and because you need to establish that you're residing in texas to file in texas address though that's where the problem is okay yeah um is there anything else i should show or you know yeah i have like two um, banks yeah, i have bank statements and credit card like bank statements that's good credit card statements uh utility bills probably mm-hmm. not because you may have a cell phone that's bill is there mm-hmm. um any tickets that you have from booked from houston and coming back let's say you went with your parents to florida and came back yeah you need to you need to use that thing okay okay that okay. that means showing that you didn't travel from michigan you actually traveled from here so okay. try to give as much i just told you some of them mm-hmm. try to think very broader okay okay next person please and just in case if by any chance they deny it get the driving license changed make sure you get the w2 form after 3 months you file again in houston texas okay next person please vikram yeah hello sir um my question is um my h1 got approved and mm-hmm. i'm waiting for my wife's h4 and ead approval um does this prevent me from scheduling uh stamping appointment in india i know it's like absolutely it's not she doesn't okay. need to get a h4 approval to book in h4 appointment she doesn't need a h4 approval to get the h4 stamping in india i came from you from india 29 years ago on h4 i never had a h4 approval i still even coming i never had a h4 approval so she's good all right thank you abdul qadar hi uh, thank you thank you for the opportunity uh, hi sir uh, my name is abdul uh, my wife is a us citizen and uh, we got married last year in may and we flew down to india in uh, september last year and since then i had a h1 stamping pending so i went to the stamping but it resulted in uh, administrative processing and uh, so so you you filed the 485 application after you married with you no i did have my <sighs> i didn't do that i flew without that uh, we had an emergency we had to visit india so i had to come down I didn't have enough time. Okay. And I I do have a valid H1 visa till November 2023 and but my stamping has been pending since 8 months now. Uh so what is the right thing to be done? I actually my wife reached out to a congressman and they also dropped a Let me ask you this question. If you have a passport stamping approval until November 2020 to so or 23 not the stamping i do have i797 which is valid till the stamping is not valid that's why i had to apply the stamping yeah you will have to wait until the stamping is approved before you come in otherwise your wife can file an i130 and for uh, i130 and then get you the consular process which will take anywhere between 1 and 1/2 to 2 and 1/2 years from uh, from outside india yeah oh. she can file an application right now i do have a valid b1 also on my visa can i no, sir. can no, sir, you cannot travel no you cannot travel and be because your intention should be only to visit in united states you already married to a us citizen you already are working in h1b you, you cannot travel and be one next person please thank you so much mukesh hi good afternoon sir 
Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, uh, married to a US citizen a couple of years back. And uh, mm -hmm. last year we had applied for um, uh, uh, like concurrent filing for my 130, 485, 765 and all that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. received my um, work authorization card as well as social security. And uh, last month, uh, sorry, yeah, last month we had interview, which went very well. It's a straight, straightforward case. And uh, they gave us one like letter which says your case is being held for review, um, which is like normal thing. But a week uh, later, we got approval for 130. And after a week later, which means two weeks from now, we got, um, you know, this letter from USCIS. This says, um, the above, um, it is marking my wife, and this is the above petition has been approved. However, you indicated on the petition that the beneficiary intends to apply for an immigration visa abroad at a US embassy or a US consulate and will also be applying for adjustment of status in the US. Since you have indicated both options, USCIS has retained the petition. And we looked at our form, we only indicated for applying AOS in the US only, not in the um, uh, in India. So, what shall we do now? It you looks like respond. somebody by, by mistake uh, press some wrong button. And yeah, uh, that looks to be the way. You can consult us. We can take a look into that particular statement. But you may be better off with another lawyer rather than me because uh, this lawyer is more into that those cases and more cheaper than me. Okay. okay. I send you the link, okay? Right. But any advice um, that we can do um, by ourselves? Uh, it looks to be an error to me. You can contact the congressman or ombudsman's office. That's all I can tell or contact this lawyer, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Next person, please. Akil? Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, I got an RFE from a downgraded EV3 I-140 application. I wish to do premium processing since I refiled an EV2 file is at NBC and do not want it to be transferred to Texas Service Center. So can I do premium processing along with the RFE or is it better to do it after USCIS receives the RFE response? After USCIS receives it. Okay. So how, how long after USCIS uh, receives it? As soon, soon as after. they receive it, online status says it due to the premium processing. Okay, thank you. Yogi Kumar. Uh, yes, hi. Uh, I have a question. Uh, so I'm on H1B. My wife is on H4. Um, um, my wife's I-94 has been expired, even though H4 is still valid. Uh, when we get into the country last time, uh, so she only get the stay on I-94 until her passport was valid. Um, and it's been like probably 16 months since her sees her I-94 has been expired. Um, oh, damn. Our attorney who is doing our H-1B and stuff, and they said uh, we can start with the non-trunk pro. Um, you want to advise that? No. no, I won't advise it. I want her to leave the country and come back by H-4 standard. The reason oh. is that if you go for non-protect though, they may hit her with a three-year bar. Mm-hmm. Because I if see. you're unlawfully present here for a period of more than 365 days, mm -hmm. you will be considered to be a bar for three, 10 years. Though. Then she has oh. to apply for the waiver. 
I would rather just want her to go to India and I will tell you how to behave. Have a consultation. Don't do non-protect. Next oh. person, please. Thank you. Abhi? Hi, Rahul. Um, my question is about uh, 485. Uh, mm -hmm. So I have, I'm the primary on my 485 and uh, I applied for a transfer of underlying basis along with my I-140 for EB2 uh, in premium mm -hmm. processing. Uh, mm -hmm. The EB2 was approved. Wait, 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 wait. Um, so, so you filed for it for you're the primary, you're the primary applicant. Yes. Yes. Um, and, I already and, had an EB3. Uh, so my priority okay. date is uh, September 2013. And I did okay. like a state EB3 filing uh, in September 2021. Oh, okay. Then you filed an I-140 under EB2, okay? Yes. Uh, in March, I filed an I-140 under EB2. And both my EB3 and EB2 I-140 are approved. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't see any movement on my case. Uh, so did I you file if, a 485J supplement with the California No, I did not. No, I you did should. not. I did you it should. through the service center. Okay. So you that should. is what my question was. That if I do the 485 supplement J, uh, will my uh, six months get reset again? Because I already requested for an interfining request with my 140, with EB2. I, I would say yes, there is a chance for it, but I want you to do the 485J supplement. Maybe your green card will be approved before September 30th. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah, that is that is the part that I'm looking for to do the 485J, but I just, I'm not sure because- I will take I the risk. Be... I will take the risk if I were you. Uh, okay. okay. Next person. Sounds please. good. Thank you so much. Ravi? Yeah. Um, uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, I got an RFE on my I-140 uh, stating that my name in the academic certificates is not matching with the USAIC records. So uh, USAIC asking to submit a documentary evidence that the names that appear on the degrees and what, the what is the degree? Now. What is your name in the degree? My name in the degree is Ravikishore GS. But my passport has Satya Ravikishore Gannam Raju. So USIC also has the same thing, Satya Ravikishore Gannam Raju. But in India, um, my master's has Ravikishore space G space S. That's what uh, it has. Yeah, I want you, I'm thinking about, what about the leaving school leaving degree leaving certificate of you? The college leaving certificate. The tenth, 10th, 10th, except intermediate, tenth degree uh, MCA. I mean masters. Everything has the Ravikishore GS, but uh, the intermediate it has uh, Satya Ravikishore. At least the first name is there, Satya Ravikishore. But the last uh, last name it was cut like a G instead of Ganan Raju. Mm -hmm. it, it just showing G. Um, but I want. I want you to get a lot of affidavits okay. from India, okay? Yeah. Um, saying that it is customary there in India sometimes, they do like a GS instead of Ganam, uh, Ganam, whatever it is. Yeah. And if you want, you can have draft your lawyer, draft the thing, and I, even I can sign it. Uh, but I, of course, I will charge you to sign an affidavit. I'm a lawyer in both the countries. Which state you are? Which state you go, you are from? Uh, I'm in uh, from Andhra Pradesh, uh, Rahul. Uh, 
yeah, I, I was a lawyer. I'm a licensed lawyer in Andhra Pradesh. So I'm licensed lawyer. I, if you have a lawyer draft all those things, and if you want to have a consultation, I can sign that document too. But make some okay. Indian experts sign it. And if possible, any of the professors from your school, even if they are retired, would be very good. So, um, yeah, my lawyer was asking like uh, to get a university letter. Um, they won't uh, give I it. Don't, they don't give it. So they that's won't what give I was it. So that's the reason I was telling you to go to the professors there to get the get get that one. And also experts, I mean, as a lawyer here and a lawyer from India, I can sign an affidavit and then uh -huh. have a lawyer there sign. Is there any possibility that the the college that you studied can give that thing to you because when you took to the intermediate they change the degrees right yeah so if you can get it from which college are you from um the degree i i did in uh, paida paida college uh, from vajak yeah that's probably one of those that you should approach okay, okay? and then try to try to think more broader and many people get affidavits and expert opinion. Um, and if there is any book written by anybody on the last names of Andhra Pradesh and Telangana, I mean, they are like so weird last names. Uh, believe me, my, my last name is supposed to be Rahul, but I am living with Ra Rahul as my first name. My middle name is supposed to be Reddy. I mean, it's all messed up. The way in the North they use, the way in the South in Andhra Pradesh and Telangana, we use it completely different. So if there is any book written on the last names, you may cite that one too. Okay. Yeah. So um, next person. So in India, yeah. in India, uh, what what is the um, uh, lawyer practice uh, name, uh, Rahul Gaurav, uh, so that I can contact your your law firm? Uh, no, I, my my law firm doesn't represent Indian things, so you'll have to contact your own law. Law firm. Oh. We don't do anything in India. But you said like you uh, also uh, an Indian law. Okay. I'm a licensed lawyer, but I don't practice it. Oh, okay. But you can if you do it Next. here also, right? I mean, uh, as a US if you lawyer, draft you can... and give it to me, I can. Yeah. You okay, can cite right. me as a US and Indian lawyer too. Okay, got it. Next person, please. Thank Thank you, yeah. Um, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Prasad. I have a question related to uh, 485. Uh, my priority date is March 2012, so I'm like another 30 days away from the current priority date. Uh, I downgraded to EB3, uh, and uh, in this year, uh, I changed jobs uh, in, in the March, so that's why I couldn't interfile uh, using EB2, although I have both EB2 I-140 and EB3 I-140. And uh, I just got a notification yesterday saying that my case uh, has been transferred, the 485, uh, to a different office. So I'm assuming it's it went from uh, Nebraska to NBC. Uh, and so, what is your priority date, you said? March uh, 2012. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so I, I, no, I'm thinking I'll wait until the EB3 uh, date becomes current, right? I, I'm not, I've, I've not been taking any action uh, on it. So I just wanted to understand from you, now that my case is transferred, uh, will there be chances that, you know, it may get approved, although it's not, uh, my date is not current under EB3. Did you, did you ever had an EB2 I-140 approval? Yes. Ah. 
is your current company willing to sign a 485J supplement with EB2 in there? With your, can you check if your EB2 uh, previous company, I-140, has been withdrawn? No. So, I mean, I got it. I, I, do, I did not check, but I do not believe it's not withdrawn uh, because it's been more than like 10 years since I got that. That's not the question I asked. Whether yeah. it's been withdrawn or not is the question. I, Whether I it's have been approved check, for yeah. more than 10 years. Check it. And you may want to have a consultation. I want you to watch the video we made on Tuesday, though, on YouTube, though. Okay. We may have some creative ways, which may work in your favor, may not work. If it works, it's good. If it doesn't work, you lose the money that you pay us. We are, but we are, we are taking, we are doing that in not all cases, but some people already got the approval in EB2. There is a yeah. chance. Did you do the medical or not yet? I did last year. Before I changed the company, I interviewed the medicals. One, only one answer. Okay, that's all. Okay, so definitely there is a chance they may approve it. Whether you want to push it or not push it, it's up to you. Okay? Okay. And I'm, I'm planning to travel to India in a month. Uh, Rahul, so and I'm planning to use uh, advanced parole, right? If I don't get DC Perfect, by yeah, then, right. that that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Whatever you're planning to do, it won't interfere into it. Next person, please. Thank you, Pradeep. Pradeep. Uh, hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks, thanks a lot for conducting these sessions. Uh, these are really helpful. Sure. So, uh, my case is uh, similar to the previous one. Uh, my PD date is November two thousand thirteen, and downgraded uh, October twenty. Uh, changed employer recently. I have <laughs> a both EB two and EB three I one forties approved, uh, but mm -hmm. in my case, the both employers are not willing to do the 485J uh, in EB2. So what are my options? Will the new employer be willing to do for EB3? EB3 is already done, actually. 485J in EB3, they have already did it. Are they willing to sign the 485J again under EB3? Uh, no, they are not. They, are, uh, they already said like we do not. Um, to it's up to you. It. If you want to consult us, there is still a way where you can request to be considered under EB2. You can consult mm -hmm. us in anything, but you can try that method. It may work. It may not work. Okay. So you mean to say consult like, uh, uh, can I, uh, can I um, make an consultation? Make an appointment. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then we will tell you okay. what to do. Okay. We'll give a sample. You can just sign it and send it to them. Okay. Okay. So if we want to send it by a myself, uh, which address we need to send it? Uh, we'll guide you all those things in the consultation. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Next yeah. person. Thanks for that. Muruli. Uh -huh. uh, hi, Ron. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Our priority date is uh, 2013 March. Uh, we applied uh, in downgrade. Uh, downgrade 2020, in... October, November, December. Yes. Keep going. Faster. No, we applied last year, October uh, in downgrade okay. application. And then it got okay. retrograde. And then mm -hmm. our uh, date got uh, current in EB2 in December. So we applied a fresh mm -hmm. application. So that mm -hmm. went to NBC. And then mm -hmm. looks like it was transferred to Texas again. 
So is your is time, your is your October two thousand twenty one EB three is that I one forty approved or not? No, it's not approved yet. That's the reason why it went to Texas. Okay, you need so to convert it. that into premium processor. Okay. That's been happening with a lot. I want you to watch the video we made yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And you have one, access to it? Uh, yes. Go ahead. You're asking yeah. something. Yeah, one more question. So uh, I, I, my job, I recently changed my employer. Again, this is nothing to do with the what we just discussed, but uh, my ah, wife is currently... But, but with your ex-employer be willing to do premium processing for you? No, no, whatever, the, all the green card I was talking about is on my wife's. So she was the one. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. do the premium processing for her. Okay, go ahead with yourself. Yeah, so my, I'm, my employer got changed. I got H1 transfer, but my, I, I'm good until next three years. But my wife currently, she's on H4, H4 EAD. And then whatever reason, if, if he, she's only good until next year, May. If you want to extend her uh, beyond that, can I still use my old employer's I-140? Yes, you can. Absolutely, you can. To get, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but I you. want to get her the green card though. Yeah, yeah. I want her That's already. What... I want yeah. you to do, first thing is go to the employer and do the premium processing for I-140. And watch this video though. We made a very good video yesterday on what are the things that you need to do because we want your green cards out by September 30th. We don't want you to be, I don't want to see your face after October 1st. Next person, please. Thank you. Arati. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, my question is, so I'm on an H1, uh, obviously, right now, and I will be applying for my uh, 485 adjustment in the next couple of months. Um, but a startup company... What's your priority, what's your, what's your priority date? Oh, I applied uh, in the EB1 category. EB1A, so, EB1C, EB1B. EB1B, EB1B. But, but besides did... that, oh, actually, that, that need... wasn't my question. Uh, because the my question besides that was uh, a startup company approached me uh, to consult for them. And they said they will, it, they, and they said that it will be a 1099 income instead of a payroll run. So my question is, will I be able to consult for them, have a 1099 no. income and declare that as second-year passive income without my I-140 or 485? Any legal issues on that? No, ma'am. It will be considered that you'll be working undocumented in the United States. It's not passive but, income. 1099 is not a passive income. In some 1099s may be passive income, but if you're consulting, it is not a passive income. Yes, if you have a Fidelity account, if you have a TD Emirates account, and you made money on the tax on the on the uh, on the stock, it's considered to be a passive income. Not if you're consulting; you are violating the status. You cannot do that. Despite having a primary employer, right now. You you are you on H one B right now? Yes. They can file a concurrently filed H one B, and you can consult with them if you want to. I see. Okay, but a 1099 income is not an option. No, that's not an option. I'll give you a video that says that how you can work for multiple companies on H1B. 
but they need to file it in that fashion only and it cannot be 1099. Next person, please. Thank you. Nivedita. Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes. Nivedita, like, give me one second, Nivedita. Um, I have some time, guys. So you can post the questions in the chat to everyone. And I will try to answer at least 10 to 15 of them. Okay? You can post it to everybody. Please, each person post only one question. Sorry, Nivedita, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No problem. Uh, yes, uh, Rahul, I'm on CPT right now, day one CPT, and my H1B has been filed and they have sent the package already. And uh, my current CPT program will be completed in August of 2022. Mm -hmm. And since it's just like a month uh, gap, so I don't want to continue for another degree. So for that, I want to take a break. And as you already mentioned to me, I have 60 days of grace period, so I'll be good to stay in US and without working. But uh, I just heard from someone like a couple of days before, I'm not sure how far is it true. Since I'm staying without status for 60 days, I should uh, get a visa stamped before I start working in October. So how far is it? One, one, thing, one thing is about the 60 days. Can you continue going to school for 60 days for something? No, no, no. I, I want to take break completely. Like, you know. Uh, I understand. Is there, any way, I, is there any way you can do that though? I can do that. I already applied for PhD. So my admission has been I would recommend. I would recommend to do it for the next two months and continue in between that. In between okay. the semester, you can discontinue. In between the semester, you mean in October? That's right. On October 1st, you say I quit. Yes. And they will terminate you from civil system. You'll be fine. Now, I strongly recommend because we have, there is some chances that sometimes though, mm -hmm. that the, especially if you're from Cumberland or Campus School University, if you mm -hmm. terminate after your CPT uh, expires on August though, even though you have a mm -hmm. 60 day gap, they are sometimes reporting mm -hmm. it as if that they're terminating its civil system. Okay. So, okay. so it's better for me to continue with another degree and then continue with my H1 from October rather than that is just right staying that is right. without status. That is okay. right. Okay. I will. I was just, I mean, because I was trying to talk to my employer, even though my H1B is approved in August. Do you want me to? Still, yeah, no, ma'am. Uh, I still want you to. I still want you to maintain the F1 until October first. I'll go to the questions sure, now, guys. Sure. Thank you so much. I'll continue the degree then. I Thank have you. a four eight Iqbal. I have a four eight five downgrade in October two thousand twenty. Refiled on a, both files in which should I interfile now since there is no moment on my case. Since both of them are an NBC Iqbal, I would not do anything. Do we need client letter for EB2 counsel process? Absolutely not required. Will getting divorce affects the dependents approved green card? Approved green card. Once I'm assuming that they got the approval through employment based. No, it won't affect it. Once the green card is approved and the divorce happened afterwards, it won't affect it. Uh, we do not, Vijeta, we do not recommend going to the borders. Some people are picking Laredo as a border. We do not recommend. 
We want you to fly and fly back. What is the better to do premium processing after US receives the RFP response or rather than doing it together? We recommend doing it after the USCIS receives the RFP response, uh, not at the same time. Poonam, if, uh, if you want to stay over six months on a single visit, I want you to consult a lawyer. If you want to stay under six months though, you're fine. I don't see any problem because there are a lot of negative implications you need to understand Punam before you leave the country. Thank you, Mukesh. I received a approved OPT STEM card last month, but the case status on USCIS website says the card is written to USCIS. It says you mailed the card address. Will we will destroy your new card. But did you receive the card? I didn't said you didn't said that whether you received it or not. I received my approved OPT STEM EAD card last month. Oh, sorry about that. If you received it, you can ignore the notice. You're fine now. You can ignore the notice. Sujan, that is a little bit long question for me. Vijeta, I already answered the question. Please, please limit one question per person, please. My prior date is June. I have refiled EB2. My downgrade application case remains pending. Does it impact the EB2 refiled application? If your EB3 I-140 is pending, we are noticing that it may affect it. It is affecting your EB2 485 application. It should not, but it is. My seventh letter says that it went to NBC. I don't know what that means. Seventh letter. I see incorrect departure travel history on my passport number, including. Abdul, I, it's better to have a lawyer response for the incorrect entries in the I-94. You can support it with the passport stampings. You can support it with the travel itineraries, the tickets that you have booked with the airlines, so that, and any of the other things that may be in India stampings, if you have gone to India, uh, and if you have gone through Europe or Middle East, if there is any stampings there, um, all those things should be shown that what are your proper dates and that the uh, that the I ninety four records are improper. You can you can you you can counter them with the evidence. Uh, I, Mr. 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 Naidu Dadi, I am not following the HR four five two one right now. I'm not following it. When it comes very serious, I'll follow it. My case is pending with NBC after moving from since April to. When can I call USCIS? Uh, they told me that my case is an interview queue. How long it will take to schedule? Uh, it may take one month. It may take one year to schedule. Most probably, they may not even schedule at all. Um, so right now, I don't want you to do anything, Krishna. I don't want you to do anything. Hari, we're planning three nights in Mexico cruise from California with no passport visa stamp. Cruise authorities informed us to have Stamped visa for re-entry. Is this rule bought in? The first question is, I don't know where your cruise is going. Is it going to Mexico or is it going to a different country? That part you did not tell me though. 
but uh, if it is just going to mexico or canada though nothing has changed i don't know they're telling it though they shouldn't be telling it but uh, shravani reba my h1b visa extension is approved and h4 extension is can i travel to canada after my visa expired i94 expired in 2022 can my husband also travel to canada without new stamping yes since your i94 797 i94 is still valid until august 2022 797 i94 is valid until august 2022 you can and your husband can travel before your i94 expires not after your i94 expires what is better to the premium process okay akira already answered the question a receipt for its way j receipt how do i know if i've been down uh, i was for eb3 to correct my approved eb just because you received the receipt notice doesn't mean that they uh, doesn't mean uh, i mean and i are if is that a upgrade for it for j receipt notice or a regular for it regularly you just filed it i couldn't get the question straight though satya for it to approve in eb3 even without dates are correct after inter filing in my wife's for it was still pending uh uh satya you may want to consult a lawyer though thank you guys for coming the next conference call will be uh on uh, thursday that's tomorrow at 11:30Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.